Palmer and welcome to the Punks in Suits podcast. Does work have to be this way? No, it does not. You can make a big splash in the world without sacrificing your soul to do it. Call it existential angst, a midlife crisis, or just the desire to have another throw of the dice. You're ready to rethink this whole work thing and configure a life and a career that really reflects who you are and what you care about. Together, we can do this. Together, we're punks in suits. Welcome to episode 59 of the Punks in Suits podcast. I hope you're very well. Those of you who follow me on Instagram will know that this weekend we went to our first car boot sale and we managed to sell some of the things that have been cluttering up our house that we don't want to put in storage. So as I record this, we're just starting to thaw out. It was a brilliant experience. If you've never been to a car boot sale I know it's very popular there was a queue even when we arrived at five past six this morning there was already a queue of cars trying to get in so I know it's very popular but if you've never been either as a buyer or a seller I highly recommend it particularly going as a seller it's great to know that your belongings are going to a new family where they're going to be used and taken care of by a whole new group of people and I met some fabulous characters as well some of the people that were there to buy and some of the other sellers Really, really lovely community. So we had a great time, even though it was freezing. But uh, that's not what I want to talk to you about today. What I want to talk to you about today is something that happens quite frequently. And, And it's basically that if you're serious about this crossroads that you find yourself in, you are breaking cultural laws or you're taking an unexpected direction, maybe unexpected to you, maybe unexpected to other people, other people are going to have an opinion about that and their opinion will often be informed by where they are in their lives imagining what doing this thing that you're doing would mean for them rather than doing what this thing means for you it's just human nature we can't really put ourselves truly in anyone else's shoes our views are informed primarily by our own experiences and and where we source our information from, the the people that we surround ourselves with. So if I give you an example, we are watching a lot of Yorkshire vets at the moment. It's a show that follows a a veterinary practice based up in Yorkshire. And again, a bit like this car boot sale, lots of fabulous characters. And last week was all about this country show that the farmers were, were exhibiting their livestock at. And they spend the whole year preparing for that for that show. And it's very, very important. And as I was watching, I was wondering whether the farmer or the vet were at some point going to burst out laughing and say to each other, are you just pretending to take this seriously? Because I am, but I can't tell if you are, because I don't want to admit that this is all a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> and of course, they were never going to burst into hysterical laughter about the the well-being of a particular cow and whether she was going to be ready for the show. Of course, there was a huge amount of family pride, the value of their stock, status, the fun of competing, all of that tied up in what they were doing. And if I were in their situation, it would matter to me. In my situation, it doesn't matter to me and it seems faintly ridiculous. But of course, it's not at all ridiculous to them. It's, it's their life priorities. 
Equally, if I complained about my inbox to the farmer, he'd wonder what on earth the fuss was about. How could the size of my inbox cause me any unhappiness or stress at all? Ridiculous. The chances are, if this is a real crossroads for you, and the choices ahead aren't simple or obvious, then you've got plenty of your own inner dialogue going on. We're often not kind to ourselves. We have doubts, sometimes for very good reasons, sometimes not for good reasons, and we get in our own way. We overthink things. We are too self-critical. We try to solve too many problems at once. And then if you add in other people's responses, the fact that whatever it is that you're doing either seems faintly ridiculous to them or they can't understand it for some reason, or in fact, a number of reactions that I'm going to talk to you about, their responses, their reactions can really feed your doubts and any indecision that you're struggling with. Now, at a certain point, other people's responses, reactions won't be able to affect you. You'll be further along the journey and you will have silenced or quietened your critical inner voice about this particular decision. But early on in the journey, it's not so easy. Now, I could say to you, don't take any notice. And there are some really good strategies for not taking any notice. Uh, A client of mine has just sent me Byron Katie's new book, and I would highly recommend the work of Byron Katie. I'll put a link to her process, which is called Judge Your Neighbour, in the show notes uh, for for this uh, episode. So I highly recommend that. It's a brilliant process for basically not taking any notice of anyone else's opinion. But even the most innocuous seeming comment can feed your self-doubt. And it's worth understanding what's going on and how to respond if at this point it is still affecting you. So let's start with the first thing, almost the most common thing that people say to me when I get to a T-junction or a crossroads and take something that seems a random decision to other people. And that is, you're so brave and other seemingly complimentary comments. Now, you're so brave does feel like a compliment and it's often from people who are really inspired and enthusiastic about what you're doing. So you can absolutely receive it as a compliment. However, it can have a surprisingly undermining effect, unintended by the person who uttered it. It hasn't until this moment felt brave to you. It was a decision that you made out of necessity, or it was the best option available, or it felt wildly sensible given your circumstances. And you've done the thinking, and you've discounted other options, and you're sold. It no longer feels brave to you until someone tells you that you're brave. So when someone says you're brave or inspiring or you're amazing, I could never do that, it can set you back to the thinking stage rather than the having decided stage. It can start you thinking, is it? Is it brave? Am I brave? Have I missed something? Is there something that they see about this that I haven't seen or I can't see? Maybe I can't do this. Maybe I shouldn't. So if you are told that you're brave and you find that strangely undermining. Remember this, you've done the thinking, they haven't. No one else has wrestled with this decision like you have. It's your life. You're the one who's been awake at 3am thinking about this. 
if they were in your situation and had given this as much thought as you, they would have ended up in the same place. They, they must have done. You're meeting them where you were in your past. Now, I certainly said many times that I could never homeschool. I also said I couldn't travel for a year with my daughter. I said we couldn't have two dogs. But when I was ready to consider those options and I thought them through and I, I was at a particular place in my life, they became not only good options, but the right options for me. You are amazing. You are breaking rules. But if it doesn't help you to think of yourself as brave, there's no need to think of yourself as brave, even if someone else thinks they would need to be brave to do what you're doing. There's no need for you to go back to the thinking stage. Stay where you are. You've made your decision. Now you're ready for the phase that comes after that, which is getting into action. The second reaction I haven't heard this so much in my own case, but I know that it does happen. I've certainly in, in some of the forums that I participate in and that I follow when other people have chosen to, to homeschool or to do world travel or any of the slightly random things that, that, uh, that, that I've decided to do, they get this response. And the response is, I don't get it, <laughs> and other confused reactions. To the outside world, you may look like you have it all. You're successful in terms that other people can understand. You've been doing work or living a lifestyle that other people are maybe working towards, that other people aspire to. And you're making it work, even if it isn't perfect. For other people, your life is the devil you know and the devil they know. So why would you want to change it? And what is this crazy thing that you're changing it to? If this reaction of other people not getting it is unsettling for you, remind yourself that people have different tolerances to risk. Your tolerance might be higher or lower than someone else's. What feels tolerable to you would be intolerable to them. Equally, there are risks that some people are happy to take that don't feel hugely risky to them that would definitely feel risky to you or to me, and that's fine too. In addition, as I already said, you're the one who's had the sleepless nights and wrestled with the problem. Unless someone else has spent just as much time as you scouring the internet, reading books, talking to people who've done it, resolving problems with the idea, they're not going to get it like you do. And even if they've done all that, they may reach different conclusions than you have. Seeking understanding and approval from people who cannot get it who or who aren't ready to get it now is one of my major flaws. And I have to be very conscious about not running away with my ideas with people who are going to find them threatening or downright crazy unless I care nothing for that person's opinion. In that case, I don't care if they get it or not, so it doesn't matter if I get that kind of reaction. But when I do seek approval from someone, a friend or a family member, and they aren't going to get it, I don't force it on them. I'm not going to get this particular need met from them. The third reaction or response that you can get when you tell someone your plan for what you're, what you're going to do now you're at this crossroads is a very firm negative, don't do it. 
Some people will try to warn you off. Their fear is intense and they are superimposing their fear on you. Now, you are perhaps at the edges of your comfort zone, maybe slightly outside your comfort zone. And around the edges of your comfort zone, you're, you're fine. But if you're way outside, if any of us is way outside of the comfort zone, it causes an extreme reaction. And it could very well be that your edges, your comfort zone edges, are for them way outside their comfort zone. And so you're going to get an extreme reaction from them. It can be hard to spot. Sometimes this don't do it reaction comes from people who don't seem like terrified people. They're just people who are sure it's not going to work. They're people you respect and like and you would expect them to support you or even encourage you so it can take you by surprise. But instead of wasting time trying to reassure them or getting bogged down in their fear, just remember their fear is their business. It's nothing to do with you. What matters, all that matters, is your fears and looking at that. Remember the wonderful Eleanor Roosevelt quote, No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. If their fear is triggering your fear, there might be something they're worth looking at, but that's about your fear, not theirs. Ask yourself what you're worried about. Is it something you can resolve? Is it a trick your mind is playing on you, a thought you believe rather than a fact? Is it an inkling that something's not quite right in the plan? Is there something that needs to be tweaked or rethought to make it right? This is your work and your business. But other people's fear doesn't have to be a concern of yours. So my final point then is, well, who should you listen to? You don't have to surround yourself with yes people. You can, of course, be open to input, to expertise. I would just encourage you to select the people that you're going to listen to carefully. There's a wonderful concept in coaching called the critical friend. And in this idea of the critical friend, the other person wants what you're doing to work for you 100% and they want to support you 100% and they are in a critique, as opposed to critical, but a critical way of, of thinking, a critical mindset. So they may have questions, they may have observations, they may offer feedback or even practical assistance. And those are the kinds of people that you really want to have your ears wide open to when you're seeking input or when you're wondering who you should be listening to. There will be a time (laughs) when you are more robust and it won't matter if someone tells you that you're brave or doesn't get it or they're fully against But if you're not ready, if you're in a quite delicate place and you've only just convinced yourself and what you need is to build confidence before being open to all comers, select carefully your gang of supporters, confidants and critical friends. So that's it for this week. I hope you found today's show thought-provoking. Please stay in touch. Please email. Please give your feedback on the show. And please, of course, remember to share it. We are growing the audience relatively slowly, though. And we would love, Ivy and I and the rest of the team here, um, if more people had access to this show. They can't find it if you guys 
um, don't leave reviews and comments. That's what pushes us up the uh, up the page up the pages on iTunes and on Podomatic. So please do do that as soon as you finish listening today. I'll be back next week with something else. I have no idea. I'm going to spend the week thinking about what's going on for me and how I might be able to help you with that if that's what's going on with you. So um, stay tuned. It'll be a surprise to us all, whatever next week's show is about. With information about how to stay in touch, as ever, here's the lovely Ivy Palmer. To hear from you, you can stay in touch with us on Instagram at Punks and Suits and on our Punks and Suits Facebook page. You can also sign up to our newsletter at www.thatpeoplething.com. I'll say it again. www.thatpeoplething.com. You can also find out more about working with Mummy as a speaker or as a coach on that website too. And please leave a comment and a star rating on iTunes. Please five stars before it's fine. Go ahead and do that now as it helps other people find this podcast so that they can reveal more of the part underneath their suit.